Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome! Another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Everything Zazlo Show 2.0, including It's Still Real to Me, presented... By our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 
747-373-733. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, any personal injury coming from it, it can be a car accident, motorcycle, boating, slip and fall, hit and run. I send you to Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys because they're going to be treated like family just like I was when we started out this show. So Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 Joey Levin, of course, here with us today on a Saturday afternoon where we will preview all in what's being billed as the biggest professional wrestling show of all time takes place local Eastern time Sunday afternoon. So that's tomorrow. So we'll do a little bit of preview. We'll go through the card. We'll run that down. But uh, we we didn't expect this to end up being the case for this week. But today's show, for the most part, is going to be dedicated to what took place on SmackDown last night. As a couple days ago, Thursday, we get word that Bray Wyatt, you, you get, you know, among the most shocking stories in the world of professional wrestling, maybe all time, that right in the thick of the prime of his career at 36 years old, Bray Wyatt passes away. So, Joey, what what is the first thing that went through your mind when, when you got the news? I, did you hear it from me first when I sent you a note? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, 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 was, first, I think I was at, I think I was at work. But the first thing that went through my mind, and we'll, we'll get to this second, we'll, we'll get to what the cause of death was in a moment here. But the first thing that went through my mind, oh man, I, please don't let it be suicide. Like I'm, please, please, please don't let it be suicide. And, you know, thank goodness we we did find out the next day because the family wanted to clarify what the actual cause of death was. But that was the first thing that went through my mind when you have someone, especially someone who, you know, is is in incredible shape, is a physical specimen and, in you know, has a good career. It, it, you don't want it to turn out to be to be something like suicide. And that was the first thing that went through my mind. I was very relieved that that was not the case. Yeah, no, I, I didn't really I didn't think that just because he's been off air for a while now and they Five said months. he's been and he's been sick. There was something was going on. They didn't say what it was, but he's been out with some type of illness. Some t- obviously we know now it was uh, some type of heart condition that he was dealing with. Um, and all the rumors of when he was going to come back and what was going on with him was always sort of predicated on how he's recovering from whatever it was. And, you know, credit to like this, the, the wrestling media guys who cover this kind of stuff, because I think you know, like the, the Sean Ross saps of the world probably knew a lot more about what was going on in his life than a lot of people, you know, you know, the casual fan or the regular fan probably knew. And they did a good job of not like over reporting or saying things that, you know, would have been disrespectful to him and his family while he was going through whatever he was going through. Um, so yeah, I didn't really think that I, I just, you know, I, I think it was problem. The first thing that went to my that came to my mind was like, he's he's the same age as me. Yeah, like we're the same age, and like he, I think because he's had so many different character changes and different iterations of what he was in WWE. I think my first instinct was like, hey, he, you know, I know he's married to JoJo. Offerman, who was a ring announcer for WWE, he has young kids. Then I was also just like, man, he really has so much more. There's so much more in the tank there. And I think we forget how long he was in WWE because things kept changing. And, you know, 
because of the way things went down earlier in the year with his last thing. I think everyone was just like, just so desperate to get him back and see what he could really do as Bray Wyatt, as Wyndham Rotunda. So my, I was just, it was just shocked to me. I was just like, I can't believe that at this age, that, that really in the prime of his life and career, that it would just, it didn't really register to me. Like it was shocking. So if you hadn't heard the cause of death, you know, the family wanted it to be known without getting into too much detail that he apparently contracted COVID earlier in the year. It sounds like maybe he had a heart condition that he's always had in his life and the COVID affected that. It had been giving him problems and he had a heart attack on Thursday. He had a heart attack and he died. And I mean, I, I can't believe we're, we're still dealing with this fucking COVID killing people. And like, I understand, you, you know, it, it did COVID kill well, COVID, you know, gave him this hard problem that he was having. So yeah, it's like, it's kind of like he died from COVID, you know? And so I, I can't believe we're, we're still, we're still doing this thing with COVID. And, and that's, that's how he passed away unexpectedly. And so you have SmackDown last night where, you know, there's no good, there's no playbook for how to handle this kind of stuff. And like, I thought, I figure, I, I believe it was with Eddie Guerrero. Maybe it was the Chris Benoit show. I mean, who the fuck wants to talk about that? But I feel like maybe it was the Eddie Guerrero show where instead of doing an actual scripted show, they, you know, they scrapped all that and just for two hours, they, they just did good clean matches you know no interferences no crazy finishes let's just put on a wrestling show and they essentially did that last night i mean there was a little bit of storyline involved you know you you had the hurt business you know lashley and the street profits feels like they're setting up for lashley and sheamus right does that feel like that's what they're doing there with, with yeah, the brawling brutes so. that, so like, that you match know, that was a weird match. Uh, the, that whole thing was kind of weird. Like Cody was great. And we'll talk about Terry Funk, obviously, too. Um, and I know beg- I know it's it's weird to be picky in a situation like this when you're trying to honor someone. But a lot of a lot of people online talking about Terry Funk hardcore match. It wasn't really a hardcore match. Well, they why they 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 brought the table out there. There was there was one, but it just wasn't a. I mean, it wasn't a hardcore match. There was a table, right? Um, and they 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 pushed the storyline with you know, with um, you know. Well, her I, I think I think I'm just guessing. There just wasn't much hardcore about it. I I don't care. I mean, I think whatever, that's a network. But, Do you think that's a network television thing? Do you think that's I a figured, Fox thing? Well, I figured it was a Fox thing, but I think it is. I just thought like like some kendo stick shots or some chair shots or something like there was, I think that's a Fox thing. There was very, there just wasn't any hardcore about it. And I saw a lot of people online being like, man, this is not really honoring him, which is whatever. I mean, it is what it is. It's but, whatever. I, I think yeah. they did the best they could within the limitations that they had. Yeah. You, you know, you also had EO sky. So, so she defended her championship. Uh, and, and you know, in a match that didn't have any real consequence that they, they, you know, and of course the main event, LA Knight versus Finn Balor, was it Finn Balor? And I understand, like, you had some wrestlers who are normally on Raw and, and some wrestlers who aren't even, you know, who, who are on the shelf right now, one of whom isn't even employed by the company, who who flew out there to be part of 
the remembrance. To Rowan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but was was Finn Balor in the main event because did they want the last guy that Bray Wyatt faced versus the first guy that he faced as the Fiend? Was there anything yeah. to that? That's what it That's was. That's what it was. That's, That's what, what it was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't like confirmed I mean, he in might, any way, right? He, he, he might have already been there, but there was no plan for that match originally, that, uh, my understanding. Um, and actually, remember, Jimmy Uso was supposed to be on the show today, so last night. So that got scrapped, obviously. Yeah, you got to scrap that. Um, and I would imagine that would have ended the show. So I'm guessing they scrapped that. They ended the show with LA Knight and Finn. And by the way, I mean, what a spot to ha- for LA Knight to be in, yep. in that situation. you know. Yep. And his promo was great, by the way. The yeah. final line of his promo, somebody previously, Miz, told me, the next time you see me, run. Great yeah. line. So. I was a little, A, you could just tell a little bit that LA Knight was not himself during the promo. Like, he wasn't the same guy he normally is, and how could you be? I mean, what a spot to ha- to be put in, especially when, like, you're not even, like, they were co-workers, and they did, you know, they did a program together, but I don't, you know, he, he even said it in his promo, we weren't, I'm not going to sit here and not lie like we were best friends. Yeah. Um. You know, to start that promo, talking about Bray Wyatt, and then to weave in the storyline with Miz. At that point, when he when he went from Wyatt to Miz, I'm like, oh, this is weird. We're honoring Wyatt, and he's pushing his storyline. And then to bring it back around to end it with Run, it was very good, was really really well done. I thought it was I thought it was a great tribute. And then he gets um, a win over Finn Balor in the main event. It was a really good. It was a really good night for LA Knight. But I mean, just the fact that the company would put like you could have had Braun Strowman and Rowan come out and just talk about Bray Wyatt. Well, right? so you the could've... end of the night, Braun Strowman, I assume it was Braun Strowman's silhouette that was in the ring at the very end of the night before, you know, no, no, that wasn't a silhouette. No, that oh, was I... a, that that was so that I thought it was someone in the ring. It wasn't. It, no, no, it was the board and it was the camera shot. So the camera shot was the far end of the ring showing the big jumbotron of Bray Wyatt standing in the ring. That wasn't actually someone standing in the ring. No, the only thing in the ring was the light was the lantern. And it was a long, it was an incredible shot because when I first saw it, I was like, what the hell? What is this? That this is fucking nuts. And then I was like, Oh, okay. I see what they did. It was like a, a camera trick they pulled, which was fooled they, me. They were on the, I, I could look somebody tell somebody get, Tell me if I'm wrong. I'm going to go rewatch it now. But what I thought it was, was a, it was this long shot from beho- from the far end of the ring towards the Jumbotron. So it looked like there was someone in the ring, but it was just a shot of Bray in the ring previously. And it covered the, because in- you know how the Jumbotron now is like an entire huge, it's not like a screen. It can go from all the way to the top to the floor. Mm-hmm. So they just covered that whole thing. And it looked like Bray was standing in the ring because of the angle of the shot. Um, but I don't think he was. I think the only thing in the ring was the lantern, and that was on the screen. Wow. I thought it, it was, was remarkable. It I was thought incredible. it was Braun Strowman in the ring. Now, did did do we know what they did after the show went off television? I haven't seen anything. No. Hmm. I haven't seen anything on so I haven't seen any clips, anything on social media. They might not have done anything. They may not have done anything. Okay. Um because you would think that would have been out pretty quick. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, who do you, you know, they, they, they had Cody come out and talk about Terry Funk. 
Yeah, I thought um, Cody did a really good job there. Yeah, Cody's great with that. I thought um, he did a really who, good job. But what do you do? Like, what do you do for Bray? Like, who do you have come talk about him? Like, Braun and 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 Rowan. I mean, you know, like even even I have to put it this way: even in AEW, when Brody Lee passed away, Rowan didn't really cut like you know go out there and talk about Brody. He he came out and held up the sign. Remember with. The dark I think the guy you do it is soon. I think the guy that does it is Triple H if anyone's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And or, you know, Alexa Bliss was supposed to she was going to try to she put out a video. She was going to try to be there, but she couldn't get a flight. Uh, so she put out a video on social media because she would have been obviously someone. Yeah, you know, that would have been very good. close with him. That would have been good. Um, But yeah, even Randy Orton would have been great if Randy Orton was yeah, around these days. Shit. He'd have been great. I mean, I know it's crazy to think about it this way, but like Cena is going to be on SmackDown next week. They have a long history, him and Bray. I'll tell you, I saw... Now, look, I, I had been critical in the past of Bray Wyatt, you know, where the stories are are super creative and, and they're fun, but, you know, when it gets down to actually getting in the ring, I, I, I there there's never been a payoff for me. I, I think it always falls short. But you go and look at his career mm-hmm. at WrestleMania, and holy shit, first of all, he never won. He was like 0 and 5. But you you look at the names that he fought at WrestleMania. All right. Randy Orton, where he went into that WrestleMania 33 as the champion and fought Randy Orton. He fought Cena. He fought Undertaker. He fought Randy Orton again at mm-hmm. WrestleMania 37 as the Fiend. And he well, did. He had, I mean, he had feuds with just, I mean, Anybody who was at the top at the during the time, or even before the time he was there, he he well, and a promo segment with Rock, you know what was that at yeah. WrestleMania thirty one maybe? Yep. So I mean, he never won. He, he, he never won at WrestleMania, with, I mean, but he feuded. He had a he, he had a, a you know he had he feuded with Jericho. He feuded with Brock. He feuded with Daniel Bryan, The Shield. But the people that he was the in the Shield. ring with at WrestleMania is the best of the best. I know. I know. Um, and like, and, and to that end, I rewatched and I know not everybody, not everybody loved it at the time. And people probably still don't love it. Firefly fun, Firefly Funhouse is the most creative thing that's ever been done in WWE. It's, it's not even close. Like go, go back and rewatch it. I watched it again this morning. It is the most creative. It's not, it's not wrestling, but it's the, it is the most creative thing they've, it, it is so good. And it is like the 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 references they make, the creative beats they hit throughout that whole thing. And, you know, like that was all Bray. Mm-hmm. It seen obviously plays a role in it because the whole thing was about Cena's career. They were sort of like running down the history of Cena's career. But it was incredible. And only he he's the only type of he's the only person that a, could do it and that they would allow to do it because of the way his mind worked. It was like, you know, Triple H talked about him after after. Um, uh, after his last match, when they talked about, it, he said, "Like you know, sometimes he's like, I, I, I like, I try to let Bray do his thing. Sometimes I have to like reel him in because his mind goes so many places. I have to uh-huh. reel him in." Um, but actually, you know, I was thinking about it too. Is like when, so when it first you, back to your question from the beginning, like what the first thing that came to my mind. There were two other things that came to my mind, like when it first happened, which was one, it's like man. Probably spent the last year shitting on the guy. Right. 
I mean, I pretty much spent the last year just shitting on him. Me too. And, and, and it's not, it's not his fault. I mean, it's not personal. It's, no, it's not personal, but it's like kind of like, man, you know, we're shitting on the storyline and but the it gimmick. Wasn't, and, but, but I don't know. Like, yeah, like it wasn't up to snuff, man. Like, I, I yeah, don't want to do, I, I don't want to well, do the return. I probably whoa, don't whoa. ever want to do it, but the LA Knight versus Bray White stuff was shit. Well, it was shit. well, the return was incredible. Yes. The return was unbelievable. Yeah. I watched it again yesterday. At the and end, they and his the promo, return. the promo. When he flirted like, the next week. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it. You know, nailed I was in a bad, the whole, I was in a bad place and you guys lifted me up that whole thing. Well, and that's why I was worried about suicide and stuff. He's a super emotional guy. He's, he's obviously, you know, very creative well, and, and, uh, and then the other thing, I, and the other thing I thought, and, and to that end of this, the word, the concern about suicide was like, man, I was like, you know, I, I think if you're not a wrestling fan, or even if you are a wrestling fan, because obviously you were concerned about the suicide thing, like, I feel like most people heard about this and were probably like, oh, another wrestler, another wrestler died. He probably took drugs or did steroids or drank, you know, like, I think a lot of people probably still, because the, the, I think the industry still, even though that's gone away a lot, that hasn't happened much. in a while. It's been a I, long I know, but time. I, but still, if you're not, if, yeah, but if you're not a wrestling fan, you, yeah. you probably still assume like, oh, something shady, ha- something weird happened here. Yeah, it is very. I mean, God, it is. It is so weird that him and Brody both had just like just health issues. Why, like weird health issues at such a young age? Yeah. Um, but I, man, he was he debuted. I mean, he's been he debuted on the main roster before the Shield. Yeah, he was in Nexus, before, right? Before the Usos. I wasn't mean, he one been, of the Nexus guys? Wasn't yeah, he was what's Husky his name? Harris. Uh, Husky Harris. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, it was cool, which I didn't realize because I was looking up stuff about him. So, I mean, I think first of all, Uncle Howdy was is Bo Dallas, right? Like that was sort of. Confirmed, I think that's been right? confirmed. Yeah. Bray debuted like as Bray Wyatt in FCW in, in 2012. The first match he ever lost in FCW as Bray Wyatt was to Bo Dallas. Oh, really? His last match he ever had was capped off by Bo Dallas. Pretty cool. I thought well, I'll, pretty t- cool. I'll tell you what. You know how over Bo Dallas would be if he decides to move forward and still, you know, do pro wrestling? He would be. Yeah. He should like he doesn't yeah. have to do Uncle Howdy bullshit. He he's maybe he's maybe not the previous Bo Leave Bo Dallas, but maybe just more of a tougher badass type of Bo Dallas. He would be very over people. People want to see that now. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the people have been clamoring for him to come back for a while. He's good. Yeah. Yep, he Bo Leave Bo Leave. I were, love that version of him. I do. That was awesome. There was a lot. Uh, there was a he's lot left on champion. the table. With that. He was an NXT yeah. champion. Yeah. Um. But, uh, you know, as I was also remembering in 2014, so basically a decade ago, me and my brother, I went to Jersey for my brother's birthday. That weekend, Extreme Rules was at uh, was in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and it was Bray Wyatt versus John Cena mm-hmm. in a steel cage match at Extreme Rules, and we dressed as Bray Wyatt. Like yeah. we went and we bought Bray Wyatt outfits. We and this was you know Louisiana Swamp Bray Wyatt. So we were wearing like white linen pants, a black t shirt, and like a like a flower type yeah, shirt. Yeah, I think that's with, the best version with, of him with the hat. And like people on the street, people on the train getting there, yeah. like 
would put their hands out to us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then even at, like at the at the arena, like I would I got like, you know, we we're drinking. So I would like get on my knees and put my hands out the way Bray Wyatt did. And people were like chanting whole world. And this is a decade ago. You know, so that he had an impact immediately. Not the Husky Harris. When he came in as Bray, the Wyatt family, they were pushed to the top. He yep. was at the top for such a long time. He was I mean, a champ- that version straight. was champion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I got to see him perform as recently as six months ago, seven months ago, whenever it was that he returned. He 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 was at uh, before he came back on television, he performed at a house show in Miami and it was great. It was really cool. He fought Jinder Mahal. And after, you know, everyone there's been this outpouring of, you know, love for him. And how great he was. And I, I know fans have posted videos of interactions and what have you. And I mentioned it after I went to that show. I was very, very impressed where for a good 10 minutes after that match. Well, yeah, I remember you talking about that. He did uh, pictures with everyone on the railing. He stopped for everyone and took pictures. And I thought that was really, really impressive. It was really cool. So, yeah. you know, the the weird thing, unless you have anything else to say about Bray? No, I mean, I think the, the only other thing, you know, with, in terms of his legacy that as a professional wrestler is, I think he's the last, and I, I know this is not like the most eloquent way to say it, he's the last of a dying breed of professional wrestler. Um I think in some ways, maybe he was like 10, 15 years late in, 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 in a certain way. Like he was always a big deal in the wrestling world, but like, you know, Undertaker is a pop culture phenomenon, but would Undertaker be if he debuted in this era, right? Um, Bray was probably meant for an era where there was still a little bit more suspension of disbelief in terms of what a wrestling character is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's probably the last one of his kind that'll ever be at the top of a card in a major company. You know, I just, cause, and, and that's a testament to him and how talented he was because there's just nobody else that can really pull off these, these types of, you know, being the fiend and the firefly Funhouse and being like this supernatural weird character Fans don't really go for it anymore. And if they do go for it, you're not your Orange Cassidy or your Luchasaurus or you're, you know, you're something like that where, you know, realistically, you're not going to be the top guy in a top company. He was that good in an era where that didn't really get over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I don't think we'll see it again. I just don't know that we'll see anything like it again. It would be hard to do it. The timing, uh, so shitty where you know, Terry Funk passes away a couple days before. And look, Terry Funk passing away at 79 years old is not a tragedy. Terry Funk passing away at 79 is you celebrate the life of Terry Funk and everything that he contributed and what he was and everything he meant to people. He was 79 years old. Maybe it's a little bit earlier than you would hope to pass away, but he he had a great full life. I think everyone would say that. You know, Bray Wyatt passing away is tragic happening at 36, but the timing is so shit because you don't know how to balance the trip. You want to pay tribute to Terry Funk, 
but you don't want it to be overshadowed by Bray Wyatt. But the Bray Wyatt situation, unfortunately, is like so much bigger than Terry Funk passing away when he did. And it's like a mess. Can, can I tell you? And I know this is I, I could be wrong about this. If if Bray Wyatt didn't pass away, I'm not sure that they would have done a whole lot for Terry Funk. I think they would have put up a graphic and maybe like a package. But I don't think they fly Cody in to to talk about him. I don't know that they do a match for him. They do the I 10 bell salute. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much more they do. But but I understand what you're saying. But you, you don't want. But now you're faced with, all right, how do we balance it out so it doesn't seem like we're glossing I think over the, I thought, But I thought they did it perfectly. I think um, I think they did a really great job too. I think the whole show was dedicated to Bray, and they did a set a really nice segment for Terry Funk. Yeah, you know they they had Cody come out, who is the biggest star. I mean, he other than Roman Reigns, he's the biggest star. Who and who obviously has such a deep connection to Terry Funk. They did a match to honor him, a hardcore match. Yeah, whatever you think of it, and you know, and that's more than a lot of wrestlers who pass away at an old age get. Um, and I thought, and then the rest of the show and, you know, they did the clips with the QR codes that actually, if you scan the QR codes, the QR codes actually took you to the full clips on YouTube, Cool, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I thought they did a really good job of the balance, right? I, yeah, you couldn't go overboard with the Terry Funk stuff because like you said, you know, past he's, he, he's still 79 is still relatively young, but it's um, not, a, it's not a tragedy, Terry but it's Funk not, well, I don't know. Do we know how he passed away? Was he just, I think he was just old. I mean, I saw like yeah, it's it was, not that old to the old die of old age, but no. But I think when you've lived his life, I think it's right. Sure, old. sure. Like I saw, I saw a recent clip. I think it was, was he like seventy eight, seventy nine, seventy nine. Yeah. I think it was a clip from back in January where Mick Foley visited him recently. And dude, I thought it was Dory. Like yeah. I mean, he Terry Funk. He was really old. I I almost I if you just showed me, I'm like, oh, that's Dory Funk. No, it was Terry. I'm gonna tell you, I credit in some ways Terry Funk for getting me back into wrestling. And I'll tell you why uh, he was a big part of that movie wrestling with shadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did not watch wrestling for a long time. Like when I was in college, there was a few years where I, I just didn't care. Yeah. And I watched that movie after I got out of college, everyone goes through their lulls where they and, step away. everyone does. And I remembered like, you know, that they, that, that movie went through a lot of stuff. Yeah, but he was a big part of that movie, and after that, I was like, I want to get back in because this is really compelling shit, and like seeing what they went through in life and that, this and that, and watching also, Jake, like, watching Jake smoke crack. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, but but I will say, like, man, there's not a lot of guys who, uh, you know, had an impact on as many generations of wrestling fans the way he did. I mean, he was a he was an attitude era. He was mm-hmm. a tag team champion. Like yep. with him and Mick Foley. I mean, uh, Chainsaw Charlie, right? Yep. Oh, that was his that was his alter ego guy. Yep. Um, I don't remember Terry Funk from it from NWA. I don't I don't remember him against us. I don't I wasn't alive. Right. But I do remember him and Mick Foley winning the tag titles. I mean, he was awesome. I love he Terry Funk as the guy trying to keep Mick Foley from going back to the ring at Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then, and, under, and, and then Undertaker tombstoned him, I believe. And 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 him and Mick, and probably Dusty, I bet get a lot of credit for probably putting EC helping put ECW on the map, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, Dusty didn't really didn't wrestle, but he he showed up. But him and Mick, you know, they they did a lot for ECW, and yeah. that and that changed everything. 
EC them hardcore matches, ECW, that changed the whole landscape of the business. I thought they did a really good job last night. Uh, the the beginning, especially the first ten minutes, were pretty heavy. You know, you see the guys were there. I liked seeing Eric Rowan on the stage. I liked, obviously, that Braun Strowman was there. Did you notice anyone else who you didn't expect to see? No. I obviously, guys didn't like expect- Finn and Cody, they flew in. They wanted to be there. Yeah. Um, no, Rowan was the only shocking one. That I mean, they cool. announced ahead of time on social. People were saying that Braun was going to be there. Yeah. Um, but Rowan was – that was weird. Yeah. That was, or not cool. weird, but it was cool that he was there. That was great. It was really yep. great. Yep. All right, so – we do have AEW all in tomorrow, which we want to do a little bit of a preview here for you guys. You want to get into what's on the card 1 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow as it's being billed as the biggest show in wrestling history. 85,000 seats have been sold. And uh, I mean, look, it's certainly going to be a lot of fun. I know we've spoken how the buildup has been weird. We know what the main event is, which I think we're all waiting for it to be a you know big swerve. We're hoping it's going to be a great match. Before we get to that, how many matches are we looking at here? What do we got on this card? What 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 what's what's the current tally? Uh, it looks like nine on the main card and two on the pre-show. What's the other one on the pre-show? We we have MJF and Adam well, Cole fighting. I think for it's the getting announced. Collision was pre-taped for tonight, so I think it's been spoiled that Jack Perry and Hook are on the pre-show. Okay. For the FTW championship. Okay. Uh, I mean, look, so are, are you going to have Hook lose twice in a row? Or are you going to have Jack Perry already lose the title? That's that that's weird to put those two together again so quick. I don't know what you do with that spot. Yeah, I don't know. Although, there is someone who is now on All In who maybe could run some interference in that match and they could join back up because they're all heels now. Which Christian, Christian and Luchasaurus. Okay. Because I thought but they I were going to have I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I thought they were going to have him fight like someone from ECW. I thought that's the direction we were going in. Yeah, I think it's weird that Hook's on this card. I'm going to be honest. And it, it's, you know. Now, you uh, don't believe that MJF and Adam Cole win their tag title. You think it helps set up the main event? Yeah, no. I, I just, if they win, then they have to defend it. And like, either are they going to put those guys on ROH TV, or you're going to have the ROH title on on AW TV regularly? Like, I, I just it doesn't. I mean, it, I guess it'd be kind of fun, but if you're going to do that, to me, it's just like you should have just given them the regular tag titles because yeah. I had the chance. The crowd when that match happened, the crowd would have lost their shit if they won. So, but we both agree that whatever happens, the finish of that match sets up what's to come for the main event. I think it continues to build it, and I'll tell you what. And I guess we can wait to the main event. I don't know if the swerve happens on uh, on uh, tomorrow. The, the swerve will happen. It's going yes. to happen. Um, but, you know, I, I've started. I was thinking about it when I was looking at the card today. There is another pay-per-view next week. Yep. Like, and there is a dynamite. And we know that Tony Khan likes these, like, week, week long, like, week builds. So, mm-hmm. like, not week. W E A K week W E E K. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll talk about it when we get there. But no, I don't think I don't think Adam Cole and MJF will win that the Ring of Honor titles. All right. So what do we have on the card? What's the main card looking like right now? Um, I'm just looking at Wikipedia, so I don't know what the order is. Um they have so FTR versus the Young Bucks for the okay. tag titles. All right. 
It's be great. I mean, all right. I mean, yeah, I, it's a great match. I, I don't think the Young Bucks win that match, but no, then maybe they're worried about Cash Wheeler and what's going on with uh, the arrest. It's impossible. Like you got to get the belts off him. You don't know what's going to happen there. I think Young Bucks yeah. could win. I mean, I think if he can travel to London, I think he's probably okay, right? Well, I, I no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's not like he's a flight risk. It's not like he's going to. He's he's a. I don't know. Wasn't public he? Figure. Isn't it, wasn't an aggra- aggravated assaulter with a gun with a weapon or I don't know. Whatever it was. I don't know. I think Bucks can win. I think they can win. I think they can win. Um, I don't know. It was sort of thrown together, right? It was not. Again, they have a history, but it was another like this isn't like, um, we've been building this for months. This was. Like a week ago or two, or a week and a half ago, the Young Bucks just said, hey, we want to fight you at all in. And, and now they're fighting. So okay. now he's done it before, Tony Khan, where, you know, Hikaru Shida won and no one saw that coming. So mm-hmm. um, it's possible. I just I think it's FTR. OK, um, you have Shida, the four way women's four way, Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, Soraya and Britt Baker. I like it. I think that's going to be fun. Um, I I hope one of the other girls win because I. Hikaru Shida doesn't do much for me, but like they're going to put the belt on her and then she's going to lose it right away. Probably not. Right. That, what, what was the point of putting it on her in the first place? So that, well, my do, they want, is, do they want Soraya to win? She gets her huge moment. They're in London. That's sort of what my fear is here, that they right. that Soraya is going to win, but they didn't want her to beat Tony Storm to win it. So okay. they took it. They put it on Shida for Paige or for Soraya to beat Shida. Which would, I mean, I'm interested what the crowd reaction would be. I think that the crowd, I mean, I know Paige and Tony Storm are both European or, or I don't know. Are they both from England? Well, yeah. And Tony Storm said she's looking forward to going there and renouncing her citizenship. It doesn't matter. The you're the, the you know how English fans are British fans. They're they're nuts. They love if you're going to renounce your citizenship. If you're a good character. The British fans are going to be all in on you. And what Tony Storm is doing right now is probably the best. I've never been a Tony Storm fan. I just yeah. never, I've never gotten it. I didn't think she's, she's a good wrestler. I think people, if I'm going to be honest, call me whatever you want to call me, call, you know, say what you want to say about me. I think a lot of people just love her because she has a big ass and she does. She's got a, she's got a bit. It's, it's good. A great ass. But, uh, but this character that she's doing right now, this like, uh, Whatever this Marilyn Monroe yeah, wearing good. the robe, it's it's very fun. So I think the, the I think the crowd there is going to be all in on Tony Storm. All right, but I think they'll be fine with with her. I don't. Have know, you seen what the setup looks like? Have you seen the stage? No, I'm trying not to there. look. I I I, I want to be surprised. I want to just tune yeah. in and see it. Um. All right. So you think? I think we both. Well, what do you think? So who do you? Who I think Soraya is going to win. I think Soraya is going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. Fans like Britt Baker too, and Britt Baker's been like a staple of that. Let her keep chasing. Time. It's a big, Let her keep big, chasing. big moment. I mean, Let if you're gonna give chasing. someone a big moment, that's a big moment for her. But yeah, um, Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage in a coffin match. Well, I- I'm into it because it's a, if, for me, it's a car crash. Like I'm, I want to see. Like I, man, I wonder what that's gonna look like. I want to see what happens. Well, I, I want to. Well, I'll point something out. I have said this before. I think Tony Khan listens to our show. And a week ago, I said, why the hell is AR Fox on the biggest wrestling card of all time? I did say that. And they took him off. And now he's off. And Christian Cage is in. And by the way, Christian Cage is an absolute menace. 
His promo this week was yep ridiculous. Yep, he he is so good right now. Yep, he deserves to be on the card, even if he's been shoehorned into a feud he has nothing to do with, and he's <laughs> working with Swerve, who also has been awesome. Um, it's a weird match to have on on this card. I don't know how you execute a coffin match. I mean, I guess whatever. I don't know, but uh, two people have to go in the same coffin. Is there two coffins? That's a good question. My guess is only one person has to. But that's or, just a well, guess. or is it that re- like the really deep coffin, like what they like what Yono, Yokozuna had to go in back in the day? Uh huh. Like it's, I don't like, know. Huge, I'll bet it's just one person. Coffin. I think it's probably just one. What else so you got? Only one of them has to go in the coffin. Yeah, like you only have to pin one person and you win a tag team match. Yeah, it's caught. I don't know. All right. Um, Golden Elite, Kota Bushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page versus Takesha and both Juice Robinson and Jay White, both club gold. Feels weird. It's thrown together. Again, just thrown yeah. together. It's feels, just feels weird. It's just a, a way to. Well, it's not weird that the elite, you know, Kota Bushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman, but yeah. just like, again, just sort of shoehorning Takesha in with Bullet Club Gold. Like, Bullet Club Gold and the Elite, they obviously have to lock horn. They There needs to be that story. And Kenny and Jay White have a history in in New Japan and whatever. But it was thrown together last yep. second. And there's really has not been a lot of uh, discussion of the history of their you know rivalry, at least that I've seen. Unless, I mean, I... I Honestly, did I only half paid attention to Dynamite this week, so maybe they said some more. But um, it is a weird match. All right, what else I, mean, we got? I think the uh, Golden Elite has to win, right? Like, uh, yes, yes, yes. That moment bringing yes. in Kota Ibushi, they I think they and hopefully yeah. a better performance than what was it last month, month and a half ago, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stadium Stampede. Yeah, these kind of matches never do anything for me. Uh, I, I mean, also like I guess it'll be stadium? wild, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I never, I never like the Stadium Stampede matches. Doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah, Stadium Stampede was a creation during COVID because, because there was no needed, one in the stadium, right? And they needed to get creative and figure things out. Yeah. I, I don't know how you execute it in an eighty thousand person stadium. And it's the problem with it is, like you always talk about, it's impossible to pay attention. There's going to be yep. like a four box. Yeah, and I don't feel that the they're stadium. good at. I don't feel AEW has been good at coordinating the spots when it right. comes to these kind of matches. Right um, now, the interesting thing about this match was Santana and Ortiz are back together. And I thought they weren't going to be back together. I guess they are. Yeah, <laughs> they're great though. I mean, I, I'm glad they're back together. I that thought was they a surprise were, last week. I thought they were one of like the top teams in the early days of AEW, and I really like them. So yeah, so they're part of. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, but Blackpool and... Combat Club is is gonna win. They they just lost last month, you know, at Blood and Guts. They they got they got to win this. They got to win tomorrow. Yeah. And also, um, Ray Phoenix is out of the match because he's hurt. So no, he's out of the match because he has a visa issue. Oh, I thought he was hurt. No, no, they set it up. No, he's he couldn't get in the country. Oh well, that's that's something. Oh, I also, yeah. by the way, back to the AR Fox thing. I did read. That it, maybe it wasn't because Tony Khan listened to the show. Maybe it was that AR Fox last second just said he can't make it. Okay. And told the company it can't make it. And they're pissed. Feels like something you would try to make. Yeah. It's, it's, come on. Hey, AR Fox. You shouldn't be on the card in the first place. If, and then if you are, you should be on the pre-show. Yeah. Um, 
So I guess, yeah, Blackpool Combat Club. I, I don't know. This yeah. Is another th- kind of thrown together match. Will Ospreay Jericho. I'm very much looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to it because I don't know how Jericho is going to be able to keep up with him. So I think it is a, I, I, I loved Osprey's promo this week. And, and so I good. think it's going to be really interesting how Osprey carries that match. And uh, I think he will. And yeah. um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love Osprey saying the only reason you're, you're getting this match is so that your band can play. <laughs> it's yep. like, that's good. Un- unbelievable. Osprey. So they're going to play him to the ring. And, and I is guess he's going to be singing. Okay. Well, probably not though, because the crowd always sings. So they'll probably play and the crowd will sing. Okay. Maybe. I think that would make sense. Cause it'd like, be weird if he's singing. It would be very weird, but the, I think the crowd and Osprey's got to, got to win that match. I think. Yeah. 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 And he's like beat I, Kenny Omega. And then you turn around, you lose to Jericho. Yeah. And I love him saying that his, his contracts up in six months and he'll, he'll have beaten, if he wins, he he'll have beaten Jericho, Omega, and Kazuchika Okada all within the same year. It's mm-hmm. pretty pretty. Yeah, cool. and Jericho losing uh, also keeps the feud going with Don Callis. So yeah, yeah, yep. Um, CM Punk and Samoa Joe for what now? When I'm reading it, looks like a like a reality TV title, the real world title. Why? Because um, real world, it looks like it's the real world title, like real world. Like the the show, the real world. What do you mean? They're calling it the real world title. Oh, the real world's title. Gotcha. Yeah, it's okay. the real world title. But yeah. when you see it, it's just real. Yeah, world it looks title. like the real world title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, this is now. It's weird that they're calling it that. Gotcha. Um, all right, so that is tomorrow. They that is on the card. That did get announced. Yes. All right, I'm looking forward to that. I'm into that. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I I have Punk's winning that match, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's cool, I guess. Yeah, Tri- the trio titles now are on the card. Um, okay, the House of Black versus the acclaimed and not and, daddy ass and the, and the badass and badass Billy Gunn. All right, so lots Back. of lots of crotch crotch chops are going to be. In I this gotta match. think. I gotta think they're winning that match. The acclaimed got they have to right? Like Billy Gunn retired. No, I he, think not- I think House of Black wins and Billy Gunn retires. But he already retired. No, but he's fighting. Yeah, but he he unre- he retired. Now he unretired. No, now it's going to be retired for real. He he left his boots in the ring. That's a retirement. He said in his promo, "I left my job." Yeah, I left. Yeah, no, I think it's retired for real now. I think House of Black wins. So is he going to leave his boots in the ring again? Uh no, he doesn't have to because he already you know did that. But he's going to lose and he's going to get pinned. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's back. You know why? Also. He said in his promo, you hurt one of my kids. All right. So there's still the whole thing with that, with hit, with the, the guns. All right. You know, I think, that, that, I think him saying you hurt one of my kids opens the door to going back to the, the to, to them. Now they win it and then they can do something against uh, Bullet Club Gold. I think he's going out in front of 80,000 people as the last match in his career. I think there's a I think there's a handful of people on this card who are probably doing that. <laughs> there is a there's like going to be like four straight matches with somebody in their late 40s or right. late fi- to 50. I mean, Punk and Joe are each 44 years old. Mm-hmm. Sting is like 59. No, Billy Sting G- is 64. Sting is Six- not 64. 64. No. 
Joey's no looking it up right now for all you guys listening. He is 60 64 years old. So then Billy Gunn is 59. Maybe. One of them is 59. Maybe. Um it ain't sting. I Kip Sop, I should say. Kip Sop. Um 59. He's 59. Jericho's 52. There's a lot of Christian Cage, I think, is in his 50s. 51. Yeah, but he looks amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of old. I've mm-hmm. said this for a while in AEW. You got a lot of old guys. Yep. This could be the last match for a lot of people. A lot of people. And so we have anything uh, else besides the main event now? Nope, just the main event. Uh I I think I think Adam Cole could win. I think he could win. I think you're I think right that do. it's Adam Cole who's doing the swerve. Uh, I think Adam Cole is going to turn heel. I think it's a good plan that you're saying where he's going to lead the ki- the kingdom. Is that what they're called? The yeah. kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Adam Cole can win because MJF is in the midst of, uh, I don't think they're abandoned in this baby face run right now. And I think they may have uh, MJF chase for that chase back for the title for a little bit. That's possible. I think Adam but, Cole can win. Yeah. And, and the way MJF has been talking, even like he did a, a long interview with LaGreca um, like yep. a town hall, a town hall deal. Yeah. And even in that, he's still like, you know, he does a really good job of like weaving in and out of real and gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always been really good at that, but he taught, he, he did that. And then he also, they did, um, hot ones. Yeah. And he keeps talking about this condition that he has where he can't trust people, which I guess is a real condition. I, I don't know if that's a real life thing. I don't know. <laughs> where he, he like can't trust people. And he and then, but he always says, but but Adam Cole taught me to trust people. Like they're clearly setting it up for him yeah. to have his heart broken by Adam Cole. Yeah. It feels yeah. like yeah. feels like. Yeah. Um but Adam Cole could win. Adam Cole could win. I think but I've win. also I have also convinced myself that it's very possible that MJF wins. He gets they 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 hug at the end of the show, crowd goes home happy, and then on dynamite, they turn. He turns on them, and they fight again the next week. Maybe I, I don't know, uh, or like a tag. I don't know. I guess he can't have a tag match if he loses his tag partner. Um, or okay, here's 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 something for you. They come out on on dynamite. Kingdom interrupts. Kingdom versus Adam Cole and MJF next week, and then he turns on him. In Chicago. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point that you do it. He just joins the other team. Yeah. Turns on him at the show. Yep. So, I can see so, that happening. Because they, you got to think those two guys are going to be on the card, right? I could see that happening. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, the this is what they have going right now is what makes the bloodline great. You don't know. And everybody thinks they know. We have no idea. It's, it's one of the few matches on this card where I think. We firmly have absolutely no clue what's going to happen because they could go either way. So tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern time, what's being billed is the biggest show in wrestling history. I think we did a good job today. Obviously, uh, you know, most of Bray Wyatt, a little bit Terry Funk, AEW all in preview. And at some point early in the week, we'll be able to get you a, a reaction show to AEW yeah, once, all in. Yeah. Yeah. Once I can uh, breathe again, I'm uh Having a little sinus surgery on Monday. So, okay. Maybe All I'll right. sound better to you guys coming back. Right. I got a little big dirt, by the way. I got some big dirt if you want some big All dirt. Right. Let's do it. Come on. Um, so, this, this, I saw this right before the show. I didn't want to bring it up earlier, although it sort of is within the theme of the, the beginning of the show. Another WWE adjacent, uh, unfortunate passing. Bob Barker passed away today. 
Oh, I did not know that. Wow. It just, I just, it just started popping up on Twitter right before the show. Former WWE Monday Night Raw guest host. All right, that's Big Dirt. Sure. Yeah, ninety nine years old. Ninety nine years old. Wow, he couldn't, he couldn't stretch out one more year, huh? All right, I'll go Big uh, Dirt. Um, so we're, I think we're what two weeks removed from the worst match in the history of maybe professional wrestling. Yeah, Ronda Rousey AEW. and Shayna Baszler. Oh, oh no, no, oh, no. Yeah. Okay, I thought that's what we we're talking about. Uh, well, that's up there, I guess. No, the, the um, Texas Death saw, Chainsaw match. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, Matt Hardy revealed in an interview that the guy that came out as Leatherface swinging the chainsaw was Tony Khan. Yeah, that's big dirt. That's crazy, man. I, I did not see that coming. I saw that was mentioned. That is big dirt. That is crazy. Um, so we, and then, okay, on Tony Khan, I guess he did an interview this week. Uh, where he said he has told his father that if anything ever happens to him, if he gets hit by a bus tomorrow and he needs to know what to do with AEW to go to Brian Daniels. Okay. I'll go big dirt. That's like, like you're trusting your baby yeah. with someone. That's, that's like saying I want you to take care of my children if I die. All right. Yeah. I'll go big dirt. Um, Edge put out a video this week. Basically saying, like, I have a contract extension in my inbox, this and that. He's been sort of pushing back on the whole thing that there's, you know, that he, he asked for a lot and that he's not going back to WWE. But, um, you know, Meltzer, Meltzer is saying that they are negotiating, but there are people, like we thought, there are a, a number of people in AEW or in WWE who believe that he is going to AEW. But that there's no decision yet, but that the reason it's not happening, that nothing's happened on their negotiations for him to go back to WWE is because people in WWE think he's going to AEW. I think this is, it's obviously big dirt, but I do not believe that he's going to AEW. I think it's negotiating. I think he wants to stay in WWE. We know how much it means to him. We know how much WWE is worth. And it's crazy that WWE would say, we're not going to match your offer and we're just going to allow you to go to the competition considering it's a multi-billion dollar company. So I don't buy it. But overall, the story is definitely big. And then this one, we don't know. Could be unfortunate, could not be. But apparently the reports is that there is some doom and gloom backstage in WWE because in about a month, no, in in just a few weeks, Endeavor officially takes over and there is an expectation of layoffs Mm. when the big boys come in and take over. Yeah, that's big dirt, obviously. I mean, look, this happens every year. You get some restructuring. It sucks. So, yeah, that makes sense. A new company takes over. You're going to get some layoffs. Not looking forward to that. As a fan, that seems like probably legit. So I go big dirt, yeah. All right. That's, that's, that's that right like, there. Well, I, I had a, I had a like, uh, a thing about how AEW wanted to do a, a trios match with the Hardys and Captain Insano. Uh, uh, Paul, big show. Paul White yeah. dressed as Captain Insano, but That's right. Jeff, Hardy, Jeff Hardy cannot go to London. Well, I'm glad that that worked out, uh, <laughs> that, that they can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent job this week, Joey. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. Tell all your fans you'll talk to them next week with Clear Sinuses. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And, uh, hey, thoughts and uh, everything to, you know, Bray's fans yeah. and the Funks. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We love wrestling. We'll talk to you on another edition of It's Still Real to Me next week. See ya.